Hi, Louise. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. My, my first question to you is, have you, uh, have you discovered anything on lockdown that you never knew about and you now love? Or, or has it been quite a gentle process for you? Well, I've worked at home for a while now. And right. um, I think the difference is now my family are at home, which isn't quite the plan. You know, so the kids have been at school and... Uh, so my precious solitude has uh, been smashed a bit. Yeah, so lockdown's got a slightly different feel in that um, I'm, I'm always working at home. So, um, uh, yeah, but I, I quite like the thoughtfulness this sort of time's um, produced uh, in the middle of her pretty horrific circumstances. So, yeah. Absolutely, it's, and you're, it's you're, an days. you're an advocate for reflection anyway, which we'll get onto at some point. Um, so the reason for having you on is I was um, quite, happily, quite happily, I believed, uh, running myself ragged in my entrepreneurial mode, um, came across this little thing, which will probably appear backwards, but I'm going to put up a, I'm going to put up a, a, a nice slide of it um, to show people what we're going to talk about, which is your book. The Entrepreneurial Myth, which in my view um, really holds a mirror up to, you know, what's behind the facade of the average and real entrepreneur. So I started reading this book thinking, this is great. I'm going to read Louise's book. It's going to be one of these sort of upbeat sort of, uh, sort of drum bangers for, you know, it's going to be like Dragon's Den. It's going to be like, you know, just fail all the time it'll be fine just keep tracking on but actually I found myself getting deeper and deeper into the sort of empathy for what is what is the real story of you know hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs which you show us in great detail uh, but then then you bring us into the light and you offer us something different you give us an invitation which I think is is fantastic I, I love the book I think it's fantastic how did Thank you come you. up with this idea to write this and in this mode? Yeah, well, it started at the University of Aberdeen, actually. So um, 20 years ago, in the year 2000, I did a, a dissertation there on um, entrepreneurial mythology. You know, it had a really sort of snappy title as thesis <laughs> to do. And um, it was basically about how we follow these archetypal stories, these stories that have been handed down from the Greeks you know, in business. So we live out these stories um, and uh, we sort of make them our business reality. And I created this model to show how the media and policy and politics and education builds a myth around um, business founders um, and that that swells to fantastical heights, you know, and the very fact we've got Dragon's Den and we very often sort of characterise uh, um, entrepreneurs as heroes, uh, you know, saving our economies, all this kind of thing. So I was really interested in all of that. And I built a model to show how the entrepreneurial myth swells, but then also how it crashes. So basically people fall to earth or in disgraced because none of us are, are that heroic. Um, and I predicted a sort of post-entrepreneurial time when we would approach business very differently with a sort of realistic um, sort of 
perspective. Yeah. Um, but you've got to remember, I wrote that in year 2000. So that was Tony Blair and, you know, businessmen yeah. were going into his government and, and glugging champagne and, you know, absolute rock stars. So um, although it, it had, you know, it was well received academically, it, you know, it, it was an academic piece of work. Um, and then I went off and I created a business called Bread PR, which some of your viewers might be familiar with. Um, and the, the themes that I'd studied just came alive, really. I just, I, I understood my work with a different perspective because um, from the inside of entrepreneurship, launching and building and selling a business, um, it's, a, it's a very different sort of perspective. Um, full of sort of brutal, lonely moments. And that's not to say entrepreneurship isn't amazing and brilliant and wonderful and, you know, um, enthralling. It is, all of these things. Um, but I basically sort of, through the lens of actually running um, a business and selling a business, um, it, bought, it added so much more to the story that I wanted to revisit it. And basically right. when I moved back to London following the sale, um, I had the opportunity um, following a chat with a, a publisher in a coffee shop um, that made me an offer to, to write the entrepreneurial myth. So I jumped off the edge and, and did just that. Um, yeah, well, dream. I think, I think it would have been quite, it would have been certainly simpler for you to just to just talk about entrepreneurs as we know them today but the i think the thing that grabs me about this book is the depth of research it is well in my view phenomenal the fact that you take us back to the first sort of utterings in in, in any sort of documentation about trade in you know back to ancient greece you take us through all the geographies you take us through the psychological and sociological elements you take us through um uh, economics you, you look at the modern day and then you look at reality. Um, it's the, the breadth of research. Was that all done in 2000 or did you, did you go back and revisit it and sort of refresh oh, it? Oh, no, all? no, I did it. So I, um, I, I, I luckily had written um, a pretty decent methodology. So I, I redid the research from scratch, um, which is why the book rests on a 30-year media sample. So right. uh, in the original research, the first media sample was uh, 1989. Um, and then it was 2001 and then I repeated the whole thing in, in uh, 2018 and I also did a 50 year I took a 50 year period of um, enterprise policy and analyzed that in India China uh, UK and US because if a job's worth doing it's worth doing well and I wanted to be sure because some of the ideas in there are countercultural. yeah and I and I wanted to be sure so, um, and I am sure it's a thing. And in many, way, many ways, um, it's, uh, the, the book is a, I called it a manifesto because it's painting a picture of the future, yeah. but it's going to take um, a movement to get us there. You know, um, it's, not a, it's not a small change. It's quite a radical change um, to make entrepreneurship a sort of healthier, wealthier place to do business. So you mentioned earlier that you, you come from a, a particularly good position of reference. You know, there's lots of, uh, I don't want to, well, there's lots of charlatans out there that have written books on how to, how to make your first million in 30 days and all that kind of stuff. But your book is very centered. It's very calming. It gives us the roadmap, but it comes from a position of good reference because you, 
you are entrepreneurial. You can, you, you've got the badge, you've got the t-shirt, you've got the diploma, you've built companies, sold them, you've been through the, the hardship and all that sort of stuff. Um, just want to talk us a bit through, you mentioned that you grew a company and, and, you, and you built it. Just talk a bit about the, the sort of challenges that you faced along the way that, that added to the book. Um, I, well, I think, uh, like all things, we were, we were bitten by the, the um, 2015 oil price issues, yeah. you know, um, uh, probably for those, um, uh, you know, still with a chunk of their business in the oil and gas industry, you know, t uh, today, you know, that's going to be a, um, a, a familiar uh, sort of feeling. Yeah. We were bitten by that uh, in the, a lot of our business was um, in that sector. Um, and we'd made quite uh, significant plans to um, expand um which we had to find a different route through basically so we, in in the end we um sold to a competitor and expanded um their business into the northeast of scotland and vice versa we then had um offices in the um, central belt um and you know uh it was it was a uh, i think um it was a tough thing to uh sell the business um but it was the right thing to do Sure. Do you do you um, do you look back when you reflect on your time growing that company? Were you a contributor to the myth? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, entrepreneurs, we do we play we play the game. We yeah. play the game, and I think that's there's nothing wrong with that. There's very good sort of psychological reasons as to why we do that, right? So we um, internalize these sort of stories and we live them out. And as a PR. Um, you know, we would deliberately play on that on, when launching businesses and launching um, characters into new markets. And we, you know, because it's, it's tantalizing that sense of conquering new lands and, you know, um, yeah. winning markets and business and, um, and uh, th but there's enough sort of written really about the entrepreneurial romance, yeah. you know, that we all play on and that we enjoy. Um, uh, and in many ways, I call my book a love letter to entrepreneurship because yeah. it is, it's because there is that sort of kernel of um, exhilarating, intoxicating business at the heart of entrepreneurship. But the gap that's being created between the sort of media, political, um, educational portrayal of entrepreneurship and the messy reality of business does us real damage. So we know that entrepreneurs are um, significantly more likely to have uh, mental health problems. And we know that um, uh, there's, there's a sort of stat of around 90% of entrepreneurial businesses will fail. Mm. Um, and that stat is reinforced um, stateside, um, Harvard Business uh, School, research um, but also from our own treasury here in the UK so this uh, and it's even higher for tech orientated businesses so we are the only sector that knowingly um, invest um, money knowing that the majority of that will be lost so this is not to say <laughs> don't do it it's to say let's do it differently yeah, sure. because I think we should be outraged and challenged by that 90% figure 
instead of sweeping it away with entrepreneurial romance. Because if a business, entrepreneurial business succeeds, then society benefits, you know, from the tax, from the employment, from all, all those good things. If an entrepreneurial business fails, the entrepreneurs left alone really at their kitchen table with the weight of that on their shoulders. And my point is, what's the deal here? Why are we accepting only 10% of entrepreneurial businesses um, should succeed? And why are we um, expecting, you know, that this, or I suppose proposing that the solution to that is to churn businesses quicker, that we create more to fail more so we have a, the right proportion that contribute to our economies. Why don't we just slow things down, have a think, examine what's going on and recalibrate entrepreneurship so, um, well, for the health and wealth of us all. Yeah, sure, sure. So with that in mind, you created the, the Real Business Manifesto, which is the, the light coming out. So you offer us the light at the end of the tunnel, which for some of us feels like a very long, dark, precarious tunnel. Um, but this offers a real, I don't want to call it a roadmap because I think that downgrades it, but the, it's no. a proper manif manifesto. Um, you encourage entrepreneurs to know, uh, you know, known for their courage, have the courage to be imperfect, um, aim for what you want rather than what you think others want, which is, which is, you know, I absolutely get that because there's, there's a huge swathe of attractive, shiny things over there. And if you want some of that, I want to be like that. I'm going to go and try and be like that rather than discovering your own what, where and why and going after that instead. So you developed the, the manifesto. Um, did the manifesto come easy or did it just come out of all the reference work? It just came out after significant reflection, I think, on, you know, what the problem was. So I took six months to look at the problem. And then as a sort of problem solver type, <laughs> um, you know, thought about how, well, how could we change it? And it is, I, I like the word you used um, earlier. It is an invitation. It's yeah. not advice, yeah. right? Because it, it's a manifesto because we need to generate a movement to change things. This is not follow Louise Nicholson. That would be ridiculous, right? It's understand the idea. No, <laughs> it's like understand the ideas, have a think about it. Right. So uh, my recommendation is like uh, that we speak up, not that we network, not that we um, connect. You know, these things are important, but it's about changing the conversation when we do meet as entrepreneurs. You know, so it's not uh, we're not at the moment. There's just this sort of individual confessional. You might get the odd book um, about somebody who's you know spilling the beans on Silicon Valley or something like that. But what we need to do is start drawing a bigger picture, seeing the patterns. And that first and foremost requires us to be brutally honest with each other and to develop a new sort of entrepreneurial language that isn't killing it, smashing it. It's actually not so good this month. I do need a bit of help, you know? So just, just broadening our, our vocabulary around entrepreneurship. So the first thing is about speaking up. The second thing is, as you mentioned, is about reflection, because if you're not the entrepreneur of the myth, then who are you? You mm -hmm. know, can you take time? Can you schedule time to consider who you are in your business? Um, you know, what, you know, where you are in your business, who you're doing this for, you know, just a little bit of analysis. 
And um, in London, I uh, was due to launch before lockdown um, a slow business club. Right. Just for this very purpose, for that sort of reflection. Um, and uh, we will be launching that online. Um, ultimately, we're just creating the materials to do that. But it's really important that there's that element of reflection. Um, then it's about connecting. So again, about drawing these patterns and understanding that this is not um, a unique experience. So I spoke to an awful lot of entrepreneurs. I've got a 30 year <laughs> sample of research. This is not a unique experience, right? Yeah. You've got multiple people um, feeling the same and we've got to connect with a sort of uh, a community of talents, I call it, around us. And that uh, not just broadening the vocab of entrepreneurship, but broadening how we perceive entrepreneurship. So thinking about the sort of operators, the farmers, um, uh, the kind of curators of business and how entrepreneurial businesses rely on those talents as well as the innovators. Yeah. You know, and just sort of broadening out entrepreneurship. Um, because what's quite interesting is a huge number of entrepreneurial businesses leverage the power of community. So you think about Airbnb or Uber or, you know, the, 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 the big businesses. But rarely are those sort of powerful processes of community applied to entrepreneurship itself. Yeah. It's very much a lone pursuit, yeah. um, which I think sets it up for 90% failure rates, right? So there's that piece around connection. And then there's um, something around learning from the patterns we discover. So once you pull that data, what are you gonna do with it? Right, so I've partnered with um, a company called Autopsy, um, which is a, a data company that um, analyzes why businesses fail. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, Mariam, who's the CEO there, uh, reached out to me when the book was launched. Um, and many ways, our businesses are the two halves of the same problem. Um, so we are working together, uh, doing a sort of series of sort of, yeah, I suppose, pro, uh, how can I call it? Sort of um, information, um, sort of seminars, really, to try and raise awareness of, of these concepts. So she has a database of over 2000 businesses and we're starting to um, see those patterns, the core reasons for business failure. And then more than that, this movement has got to be around designing that failure out of the entrepreneurial system. So um, that's quite complex, but it would be pretty familiar to people, uh, your, well, to your audience who are interested yeah. in um, safety uh, design and safety promotion. And in the book, I um, interviewed Gretchen Haskins from Halley Offshore uh, for that purpose, to look at, um, you know, how you take, uh, you know, catastrophic failures, serious incidents, and uh, use those as a means to, to um, design the sort of prevention interventions. You and know. work it back, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm working at Heli Offshore at the moment to learn a lot more about that. And um, so I think there's a role for that in business. Right. Um, and, um, and I'm, uh, you know, cre uh, creating the, the sort of awareness raising sort of seminars to try and get more people along with that. Because, you know, one book's not going to cut it. One or two or three or four people aren't going to cut it. Yeah. We've actually got to change how we think 
um, talk honestly, reflect who we really are as business founders, connect with the community around us and sort of learn um, from each other's experiences. And then I think we stand a really good chance of driving down the business failure rate. And that's for all our good. You know, that will be for all our good. Who, who would you love to read this book? Who are you aiming it at? It is, a, it is a love letter to entrepreneurship. So anybody with an entrepreneurial heart. Mm. Anybody. Anybody. And with an, which is actually a terrible PR strategy, isn't it? But um, I think anybody with, who's interested on entrepreneurship, I'd love it to, I'd love for politicians to read it. Right. Because I think there's a whole piece in here about how social policy is skewed to the myth and not to the reality business. I would love educators to read it because I think our business schools um, sort of sometimes risk churning out um, entrepreneurs of the myth rather than this sort of community of talents we need to, to have a really healthy entrepreneurship. Um, and I'm, I'm, but I'm really sort of, I suppose, wrote it for that person sat at their kitchen table, 3 a.m., writing the proposal having to go out and tap dance the following morning in front of their own employees, never mind the clients. Just move and my I tap. Think that, I'm just going to move my tap the shoes person. out the way. <laughs> but, you know, that's the person I have um, who's at the heart of this because um, uh, I think that's where the power comes from. Yeah, and so it is, it is about breadth of, of readership, really, because I, I am so keen to connect with people who recognise their businesses in this or recognise their own experience in it um, and who are interested in joining me to do something about it. So the book is out there. It's available on all the good sort of, I, I made a mistake. I've got a, little, um, I've got a little bank from our book collection of all the books that influenced me in my life. And during lockdown and in between doing these Crooks casts, I'll go back and some of them are 10, 15 years old. Um, but that's the ones that really meant something to me. Genuinely, if, if I hadn't downloaded it electronically, the entrepreneurial myth would be in there because I think there are many books that are written where you read them and go, well, that was great. And you chuck it on the shelf and it's, you know, never go back to it and it ends up at the car boot sale. But some last the test of time. So you're asking us to start a movement. You're giving us an invitation. You're asking us if we are in. Um, I think maybe there's something more about this. I think every good movement needs a hub, somewhere to go. Um, I would like somewhere to go and talk about my experiences with the myth and the manifesto and maybe share experiences about some of the mind the gap keep it together speak and all of that so maybe there's something more after this about about yes. that somewhere to go because it's almost yes. like a, it's a call to action and I, I, I kind of feel that I want to act after I've read it I don't want to just go well that was great yeah she's right um, I kind of want to go somewhere and be able to share experiences with these steps of the of the manifesto. So maybe think about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's that's at the heart of the Slow Business Club. Right. Um, and I think you know that that is going to be a reflective sort of space, and then it's a very different sort of um, space uh, in the partnership with the autopsy around that. Okay, so what we're going to do about it? Because there's two levels to this. There's the um, individual level of this is my experience let's connect our experiences 
so they don't they're not just confessionals let's mm. take you know really get to grips with with um that shared community experience of entrepreneurship and then there's the well what are we going to do about it yeah um yeah. and uh you know i it's no um secret you know i've been pretty ill in the last year and i'm searching around for the best way to do those two things how do we how do we um provide a space uh for discussion and then how do we make sure it's much more than discussion that we're actually um creating that movement for um action and um you know what totally open to ideas you know and if if anybody watching this has um a good idea about how we could do that then you know call me my details are on my website just just get in touch because this is not a one woman show no certainly not certainly not i think uh, yeah i think the movement requires requires people to speak up in the first place so how, how can people get in touch so the website is just your name yeah louise nicholson no h louise nicholson.com Perfect. And, and there's a free extract on there, actually. So you can have a taste um, before you uh, dive in. buy the book from Amazon or wherever you fancy. And um, uh, there's also some sort of thought leadership stuff. Um, there's some podcasts. Uh, there's details about the Slow Business Club. There's details about 9010 Switch, which is the, the uh, initiative with autopsy. Um, but mostly, you know, just get in touch i i do not bombard um <laughs> email boxes but it's literally how do we do this if you want to be part of that discussion i would relish hearing from you very good well i'm going to be i'm going to be back in touch at some point with some ideas once i've had my second go at the book i'm now on my i'm halfway through my second go but uh yeah it's worth it's worth more than just a skim there's something really really meaningful here it's been an absolute Thank pleasure you. to talk to you, Louise. Um, you totally too. appreciate. You thanks for thanks for doing the work. I mean, it's brilliant. Um, so we now need Thank to you. we now need to help you help you get the movement moving, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All all power to our elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's been a pleasure to speak to you today. Have a super day, and thanks for joining us. No pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. Bye bye.